What is Peace Brain? Peace Brain is the synergistic connection between our mental and emotional bodies, blending the electrical power of the mind with the magnetic force of the heart. Listen and explore how to create unity worldwide as we blend science and metaphysics and open our hearts and minds to the possibilities of peace on earth and create the life we are each destined for. Featured guests range from angel communicators to zoologists and everything in between. Now here is your host, Dr. Gail Lash. Hello and welcome to the Peace Brain Show. This is your host, Dr. Gail Lash, and I'm so happy to have you all here today. Today we have an exciting show. I have my guest and friend, Yvonne O'Brien, who is a psychic medium. We're going to be talking about people from the other side. <laughs> so stay tuned for that and a wonderful conversation we'll have with her. Um, as always, I have a, a quote at the beginning, and then I have a transformative meditation, our peace brain meditation at the end of the show. So please stay tuned for that. So I want to invite you all to just settle back and get comfortable in listening to the this show and so the quote I want to share with you tonight is from Ralph Marston, and I really I like this one. He says, Venture beyond what you know you can do, and soon you'll know you can do more. If you feel stuck, the way out is not to hope for someone who will come along and make it all better. The way out is to be the motivated, passionate, purposeful person who will indeed make things much better. When you don't know how, take it upon yourself to learn. When you're not sure of what to do, work through your choices and your priorities until you are able to aim your focus in a specific direction. Life can be complicated, (laughs) yet you have what it takes to figure it out. Life can be challenging, and yet you have the outstanding ability to work through those challenges. From the most difficult situations, you can build your biggest successes. Beyond your comfort zone is your achievement zone. Step boldly and confidently into that achievement zone and enthusiastically do the work it demands of you. Discover how very much you can do by making the real unwavering commitment to get it done. Oh, I needed to hear this myself. <laughs> it's one reason I chose this quote. Uh, it really points out that this is a great, you know, we all have amazing capacities. We have this amazing human body and brain and, and sense of self. Uh, and you are unique as we each are unique with our own gifts and talents. And whatever you can dream, whatever you decide to do, have a commitment to doing it. Figure it out, as it says, as Ralph Marston says, is you you can do this. Behind your comfort zone is your achievement zone. So it reminds me that, oh my goodness, we have so many things that uh, that I personally have on my plate that I want to get done, so I will get them done. <laughs> and I invite you to do the same. And that reminds me, you know, tonight we're talking with Yvonne O'Brien and we're going to be talking about people who have crossed over from the other side, spirits from um, the realm of the dead, if you will. And, uh, you know, they also have, they have advice for us. They have, they've lived their life. They've had their achievements and successes. So perhaps tonight we're going to hear about some of that, of the advice that they may have for how we can get it done. Uh, they're not here to solve our problems, but certainly they can support us in our own journey, as well as, of course, the angels and the masters and all of the beautiful spirits that are on the um, from that realm of life, the spiritual realm of life. So let me introduce my guest here, Ivana Bryan. She is a dear friend. I've known her for many years, and this is what's on her website. It says, Yvonne was born and reared in Dublin, Ireland. And she is a, a wonderful Irish lass. <laughs> um, she, has met, she has had many angelic experiences for as long as she can remember. She did not sleep much as a child, as she was too scared to close her eyes. Vivid dreams and feelings filled her world, even if she didn't understand them. 
luckily, Yvonne had the comfort of her cats and dogs, and she has been touched by animals all her life and has a great affinity and respect for them. Yvonne's mother, Bridget O'Brien, was also well-known in her local community as a psychic medium, as her mother before her, Mary O'Brien, was also very intuitive. Yvonne credits her mother for introducing her to a place of worship as an infant and for allowing her to accompany her at the age of seven to see Pope John Paul II when he visited Ireland. As a result, she feels comfort, peace, and a sense of oneness from holy places and associates it with a sense of the beyond. Yvonne was deeply touched by the passing of a childhood friend at age 13 and carries her beautiful spirit with her to this day. During her teenage years, she had many psychic readings, some good, some not so. She continues to thank her mother for bringing her up in an environment where spirit was always welcome. She is also very grateful to her grandmother, who she didn't think didn't who she thought she didn't like her, um, that she thought, in other words, her grandmother didn't like her, for visiting and guiding her regularly during a tough period in 1997. And Yvonne writes, she says, I was born and reared in Dublin and have been connecting with spirits for as long as I can remember. Funny enough, I'm also as superstitious as the next Irish person you will meet. Fascinated by people since I was only knee high, I eagerly sought out the company of my elderly grandparents before they passed. My belief is that our connections to people keep us whole and bringing peace to a person left behind is heartfelt. As a psychic medium, when I meet with you, I feel a sense of service that keeps me fulfilled. My devotion is also to my family and my animals and those that follow me home. <laughs> I give gratitude to spirit every day, and my spiritual quest is ongoing. So uh, Yvonne uh, come, is in Atlanta, Georgia, and the United States, and every month she holds this wonderful chance uh, you can have to to see her in person and do an in-person reading. Uh, I know she's got one coming up this Friday, um, August 23rd in Atlanta here. And you can find out more about that at her website, YvonneO'Brien.com. And that's Y-V-O-N-N-E-O-B-R-I-E-N.com. Or you can email her at Yvonne at YvonneO'Brien.com to find out more about that and tickets to those or upcoming um, monthly readings. So welcome, Yvonne, to the Peace Brain Show. Hi, Gail. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was great to hear <laughs> to hear what you were um, <clears throat> reading back from the website and stuff, and it also brings you back through it, so it was great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you've had an interesting life, and I, and I, you know, I have to just say um, right off the bat that I have Irish blood in me, and, and I have red hair, <laughs> and I love, we, my husband and I were fortunate enough to go to Ireland many years ago, and I absolutely love the countryside and the people and the music, and and um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing country, so thank you for bringing your country, in other words, your essence, with you to this show as well. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. So I want to know, you know, a little bit you have on your website about this, but what's it like to be a psychic medium? In other words, how is life different for you than it would be for, quote, normal, unquote, people? <laughs> well, it's, it's it's funny you bring that up because I, I don't know why, but this popped into my head this morning that many years in the future when I'm, you know, crossed over myself, I'm hoping that my children will find my diaries and I actually keep these daily diaries. So kind of like a day in the life of or or a glimpse into what it's like being a psychic medium. And I'm hoping that my children will appreciate um, the the life it leads and the spiritual guidance that they show. So that's kind of funny. Um, but to be honest with you, every day is different. It's, it's, it's solely different because... It's it's kind of like a, a life of service, um, and I don't know if that's just because I'm Catholic, etc. Because part of being Catholic is you know giving service, etc. But it's kind of been ingrained to me that I have to do good, or I have to be here on this earth to be of service. 
So every day is quite different. Um, I don't know what's coming towards me from the next unless I actually dream about it the night before. And that kind of gives me a kind of a, okay, I guess this is coming up and I make sure I write it down. And oftentimes if I don't write it down, I kind of like I'm hitting myself in the car, you know. But um, I had a pretty good experience this morning. But, I mean, you let me know when we have a little time to share it. As, as yeah, go ahead. No, please. Right now is good. Great. Great. So um, this morning I had to take my daughter to a routine uh, doctor's appointment, uh, but nothing's really routine in the life of a psychic or a medium. <laughs> and uh, we, were, um, we were driving down the road, as you do, and I actually thought my GPS had taken me the wrong way, and I got a little worried. And I thought, okay, no, it looks like I'm going on the highway, right? And the minute I got on the highway, I met this uh, long uh, truck, like 18-wheeler, that uh, has a sign on it saying that it's extra wide, you know. That, uh, and I thought to myself, gosh, I've been seeing them on this exact straight road for the last three days. There must be something about this. And I noticed there was some kind of energy coming off it. So I figured I was going to meet a truck driver or there was a truck driver trying to connect me. And the closer I got to the truck, the registration on the back of it was 444. And that's all. <laughs> so I you know, had to try. Wait, wait, wait. Explain, explain 444. I apologize. I didn't hear. So, so if, if, if you follow numerology or if you're interested in numbers, 444 means that your angels are with you. Um, so I had a little cry, or have generally have a little cry when I see 44. It generally tells me I'm going the right direction, everything's going to be okay. Um, mm-hmm. So this is the thing, when you have children around, they wonder why you cry all the time. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a positive thing. You're just kind of releasing the emotion of something great has just happened. So uh, I continued to drive, and I noticed this guy was going the exact same way that that we were going, and he took me right to the exit that I had to get off. Um, and I thought, okay, that's really quirky. I just felt like somebody was really coming with me. We got off the exit, and we got to the appointment. Everything was great. My daughter went in on top. I heard this little voice, whether you think it's God or the angel, say to me, well, you won't be writing in your diary this morning because I brought my little diary with me to write down my dreams from last night, etc. And I thought, okay, so I started to write it in anyway, and then all of a sudden I hear this nudge say to me, go talk to that lady over there. And I'm like, okay. So the first thing I'm thinking, well, how am I going to break in into the conversation? And they just said, well, ask her, you know, where her accent is from, because I couldn't place her accent. And I said, where are you from? She said, I'm actually here from here, but everybody says I'm from the north, kind of thing. Um, but she said, I spent a lot of time in North Carolina. And once she said North Carolina, I had just been there on a holiday, so that broke us in. Um, <clears throat> and she had been there with a little girl who looks like she had gone through a lot of facial surgery. Um, I'm not too sure if she was born with it, but it was kind of clear she had a lot of um, facial um, challenges to her face. Um, and then I got kind of prompted, you know, go over and sit with her. So I went over and sit with her, and I just said, you're, you're a little girl. I knew she was kind of the granny. Um, seems um, fascinating. I'm fascinated by her energy. And and I said, um, I, she, I could tell she was starting to get a bit weepy once I said that. And I said, I, I said to her, um, because they started tingling my nose, sometimes the spirits will give you an energy going off at a certain point, point, point in your body if you need to talk about it. And they started tingling all down my nose and my face, and I was like, okay, this is one of two things. I had a lot of operations on my nose when I was a child, and I needed to breach, breach the conversation that I know this child has been in hospital, I'd say, you know, I know it's tough being in hospital. Or I had a reading with a gentleman several years ago that comes in that we laugh about broken noses, and I know he died on March 8th. So I knew it was one or two. So I just brought up the hospital thing, and she said, oh, did you really? Yeah, she's been in and out. The little girl was only three, and she'd been in and out of hospital practically for most of her life. And um, I said, um, I know you can do this. I'm getting the feeling to keep telling you that you can do this. And without even thinking, I pulled my card out of my pocket and handed it to her. And then the lady starts to cry. And I said, 
I said to her, somebody who's really here trying to really, really encourage you. And she said, my daughter died on March 8th. Oh, my. And, and then I started crying, and she started crying. And strange enough, there was nobody else in the waiting room. It's like the space was just... <laughs> And I said to her, I know she's telling me you can do this. This child is amazing. She's going to do amazing things. She's going to really um, gratify your life. She's going to take your life in directions you can't even imagine. And I kept saying to her, she's telling me to hang in there. I described her blonde hair. um, And I said, she looks great now. She wants to say she's really sorry. Um, You know, a multitude of other things. And we embrace. And then five minutes later, my daughter comes out and the little girl comes out and we find they were both in the same room and they both had already got to meet each other. And my daughter was actually comforting the little girl too. And we were all in tears and hugged and we said goodbye. And my daughter learned a valuable lesson in helping others. And I was just beaming that I had followed Spirit's advice and pushed me over to the other side of the room because sometimes you just never know what's going on with another person. But these, this daughter, this girl's daughter, truly was there in the room and was truly trying to tell me, they, you need to go talk to her now. And that's my story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you, Yvonne, for sharing that. That is amazing. What a beautiful I almost call it a miracle story, but obviously this is your day-to-day life. <laughs> um, so a couple things come to my mind, and one is first, I guess I would encourage you to take your diaries that you have from the past and perhaps write a book, because almost like Neil Donna Walsh and you know Conversations with God or or some of the other type books like that, I would love, I personally would love to read it, and I'm sure there are millions out there that would also love to hear more stories like that and more more um, ways that spirit can communicate with us. So let's talk about That's where I want to go next. If Unless you've got something else, comments of is how do they communicate with us? Because you just mentioned the daughter in the room that had passed on was there right. to give you guidance. Yeah. So expand on that a bit. Sure. So I was sitting in the corner of the room and I was just, as you do, head down, get away. And I actually felt the push on my back. So mm. it was pretty probably like, and, and this, is, this is something to bring up because um, I've been reading, you know, uh, for professionally since 2005. And I've noticed that um, new techniques, have, they haven't always done that. They truly pushed me on the back. They've either tried to talk to me or tried to coax me in different ways. But I literally felt the push on the back, um, and I felt everything that popped in my head was actually coming from the daughter. Um, you know, so it, it was it's very interesting. And then when I went over, they gave me a sense of peace and calm that, or courage, if you will, to actually say what I need to say and not to be afraid of somebody thinking I'm a big mm-hmm. cuckoo or a big nut. You <laughs> right. Know? Right, yes. Um, I mean, that's happened to me one at a time that I really recall that I I felt like it was really, really important. I was actually in a place called Hapeville in Georgia, and Mm -hmm. I was meeting somebody at a coffee shop, as you do. And strange enough, I just luckily got the parking spot right outside, and I thought that was kind of funny, and I laughed at it. But spirit always has a reason for that. So I was thinking, whoa, I'm a lucky girl, but they had something else in mind, if you know what I mean. I went in to meet my friend, and all the way during me just talking to my friend, having a coffee, I'm hearing this lady talk to me, like, go over and talk to him. And it's, a, it's two gentlemen having a conversation. And I, you know, so here I am, like, okay, I will do thy word be done i will do god's bidding but i'm trying to figure out how i'm going to go over there and how i tell my friend well i'm listening to you but i also hear in this other voice that's being very <laughs> persistent you know so yes. i did as a courtesy try to wait as, as long as possible we had finished our um our gathering and uh on the way out the door i felt the pull to go and say to the young man that 
um, um, is it okay if if I give you a message? I'm actually a medium, and I parked outside, and I've been hearing this lady talk to me nonstop. I think you're from New York, because she goes keeps going on about New York, and she keeps telling me about a terrible tragedy that's happened to one of your friends. And I need to tell you that you're going to get past this, and that you need to do something with that talent of yours. He was supposed to play guitar. And he was very musically talented, but he was very stuck. So the guy and the friend just stared at me. So I didn't know if I had completely lost them and they were going to throw something at me or if they were in shock. <laughs> uh, right. But he took a minute and he said, oh, my God. He said, I, unfortunately, my friend did die very tragically in New York. And I described more information to him and I said um, I had just a feeling I said if I had gone out to my car out there which is looking straight in at you (laughs) if you know what I mean that's why they parked me there I wasn't going to be able to go in my car or wouldn't work unless I talked to you (laughs) I gave him my card and I said look this is the message I'm not trying to um, solicit any um, work from you if the message was now it needed to be handed to you now I do believe you're very talented, et cetera, and you need to get past this hump you're at, okay? Um, and he did call me later, and he was very grateful, and that's all he needed. So that's kind of how spirit works. There has to be um, some sense of service there, and you kind of you get it um, back twofold, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Like people ask me, are you you're not drained from doing readings and stuff, but sometimes actually leaving, I'm bouncing off the walls, if you know what I mean, because the energy is so exciting, or they, the person that's coming is just absolutely um, magnificent. Um, I, I generally tend to cry a lot, but, but that's just me. I feel that's kind of releasing all the sadness of what I saw, and it helps me kind of close out the reading properly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But I have, and in the last week, I did back-to-back one night after each other um, two particular readings where both of them were young men who died horribly. And I thought both of them left me feeling like, oh, my gosh, um, I truly were very grateful to the young men for coming in because I really think the first reading, the son really saved the mother in a process of, an hour, um, because the mother was really, really um, not alive anymore, do you know what I mean, inside, yes. because of what yes. happened to her son, and her poor marriage was um, obviously affected by that, and everything was affected, and in one hour, this young man was able to turn his mother around, and I believe to this day, he came for that reason, and that reason only, and um I'm very grateful for them coming to kind of make sure that their family stops grieving to the point where they their lives have stopped, if you're living. Yeah, so let's let's talk about grieving a little more because I know in our society we believe death is final and it's terrible and it's to be prevented and, you know, doctors are here to prevent us from dying and and yet obviously we've also heard from people who have talked about life after death of or near-death experiences who've gone beyond and then come back usually have pretty amazing, beautiful stories about it, of what's there. Talk a little bit about how, like, why people hang around or how, how is the... Oh, what do you know about death from those who have crossed over? Let's do it that way. <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. So it's, it's quite interesting because a question I get asked quite often is, well... Um, uh, somebody has just passed over, will we be able to connect in the first place? And I find that one fascinating because I don't think of it like that. I think if they want to come and they're going to have a purpose and meaning to coming, they'll be there. Um, the mm-hmm. only point I draw the line is one time I was asked to actually connect on the day of the funeral. And I kind of couldn't do that um, because I just felt that was just family time that was just not and it just didn't feel ethical or right to me or the right time, you know. Mm-hmm, um, right. So I did uh, tell that particular person we need to, it would be better if we can like, wait a week or so, if you know what I mean. Um, the idea of, um, so that question is very popular. 
um, when they they when they come in the reading for me, and I know several meetings mediums might see it differently. I'm very visual. A lot of medium mediums are more um, audience, and they call that clear audience. I'm very um, um, clairvoyant. I, I do hear them as well, but the first thing I will do is see them. And I've yet to see anybody in dire distress um, uh, when they crossed over. They normally look vibrant. They choose to look at what age group. It's kind of fascinating. Sometimes they come and they're 20 years younger than when they cross because that represents the happiest time of their life or that's how they want the person to remember them. Other times they do have to come showing me kind of how they were when they died just to provide evidence to the person that I'm talking to, particularly if it's over the phone and they're not sitting beside me. Um, it's, they, they don't mean to scare me or anything because particularly sometimes it can be, um, you know, a little hard to see somebody with a lot of injuries, etc. Um, but I've never, um, I've never had anybody also, the other question that comes up when people ask me, you know, when you're a medium, people come to you. I've never had anything evil kind of come at me. And of recent, this question is popping up again. Um, and I wonder then, does re- evil really exist? You know, and I know Mother Teresa and certain people, I think Wayne Dyer has a saying that, you know, evil is just um, good going in the wrong direction. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Which I like that kind of saying because it's saying that everybody does have good. And we've just kind of turned, gone in the wrong direction as opposed to being pure bad, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I've, I've never really been hurt. And I, I actually, from the years doing this, I really have to poised in questions to whether I believe in evil. But I have many years to go. So we'll see 20 years down the road, you know. Um, I, the other thing that fascinates me with um, when they come is sometimes they're very, very close to me. And they're close to me hours beforehand. Now, some mediums like to make sure they cordon off their life and things only start at the reading where I kind of leave it fluid because sometimes they're going to get my attention when I'm nice and relaxed and maybe I'm not as relaxed um, 15 minutes prior to starting the reading um, because one of the young men um, did a fascinating thing in my kitchen. Um, I was standing in the kitchen and... Um, with no control of my own, my own hand did a knee-jerk reaction and hit a poster that my child had done on the refrigerator and knocked it down. I thought, well, that's really strange. So I thought to bring that into the room when I was doing the reading, and that picture turned out to be really, really important. I do believe it was the young man who did that to my hand, almost like I was channeling him or he was... Mm-hmm. following me hours prior. And that picture um, was wishing a mother happy birthday and happy anniversary. And Aww. literally that was, that was this lady's situation. She was a few days away from her birthday and a few days after was, was her anniversary. And I thought, well, that's fascinating. Wow. So I'm stumped at the things that they do. I mean, I've walked down roads. I do a daily walk in the morning because I feel it's really good to clear your head because a lot of people think that, you know, you're in, you're ready to go all the time. That's not always the case because, you know, we live in a human world and lots of energies and stuff can affect us. So I go for a nice relaxing walk to take in the birds and the bees and stuff. And one morning prior to that, uh, that same reading that I mentioned earlier of the man Fred on March 8th, um, I found a uh, gift card with happy birthday and on a road that's normally spotless clean. There's never, ever been a piece of dirt on this road. And I thought it was odd and I had the foresight to pick it up and take it to the region with me. And I didn't know at the time, neither did the man at the time that I was going to do the reading for, that we were in fact doing the reading on the father's birthday. Um, and and I brought the gift card and said, this is what was thrown in front of me this morning. And then that added to another very interesting conversation because I was sending uh, the confirmation or some dates 
for our reading to his assistant, and I had suggested the date of March 8th. And I didn't know, but he had emailed me separately at the same time, suggesting the same date of March 8th. And we were both like going, oh, my God, you just can't make this up, you know. And he was, right. about, you know, and he, he was more of a scientific gentleman, so this was excellent proof for him because he had the email that I sent him, um, and he had his email. And, and, and once that stuff was there, it was undeniable that somebody was bringing us together on his dad's birthday. Um, so that kind of is evidential and is good for uh, for helping the people take the information and then um, process it and hopefully follow the right direction. Um, there, there are other times where um, the readings, um, there are more than one person, more than one person shows up, and it's kind of like they're all in this little line, which is very intriguing. Because <laughs> uh, I say to people, if we're going to have a mediumship reading, please know there's not only one person that's going to come. That we're sometimes we're going to have two people chit-chatting together, and then they'll talk to me. I find it fascinating when they let me watch them have a conversation, and they've not brought me into a jet. And I'm like, okay, this is hilarious. You know? <laughs> um, so, I, and I and I begin to think of life in this huge, magnificent way, uh, you know. And the energy that comes is always really special. I feel like I want to stay in the energy all the time, you know. But obviously, mm-hmm. one. Can- do that because you can, as a medium, you can, you cannot do these kind of readings all day because they really would drain you, you know. Um, but yeah, they they show up in visual. Um, they do things with stuff in my house or wherever I'm going. They definitely mess with me on the road when I'm going to a reading. I see number plate signs all the time. Um, I've been uh, driving one time when the same song came on four different stations, literally one after the other. And I said, I get it. I'm writing the song down. I get it. You know, and I'll never forget that because it was a very, it was a very sad case for a young man who had died very tragically and the sister was coming and um, she needs to know all those things because so she, she thought her own brother was connecting with her true music as well and I said this is the song they played and her eyes almost popped you know um, mm-hmm. they met a lot with um, uh, devices as well um, one time I was just trying to listen to the voice message for a young man requesting a reading and literally, it kept stop starting in the um, me listening to it, and I could hear another person's voice, and I was like, I, "This is going to be a big one." Then you know? <laughs> I, just, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this person is really trying to come through." If I can't even get to the end of the voice message, you know. Um, right. So you know, every so it's 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 really really intriguing, and there's so much that we don't know. So um, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? You know. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. That's I love that you gave so many examples of the way that spirit can connect with you and does connect with you. So, I want to I want to share a short story with me in just a second. Um and and just for anyone out there listening, it seems we're talking to Yvonne O'Brien and her website is yvonneobrien.com. Um what I love about what you said, Yvonne, is that you're noticing, and, and I noticed too, it's really about being aware and paying attention mm-hmm. to all those messages that Spirit can give us. And, um, you know, the number on the plates or, or different signs on the road or different physical things that happen, et cetera. And to not be afraid, obviously, of all, of all those. So my short story is that I had a friend, Cheryl, who passed, um, but you know her. She's a, f- a friend we have together. But um, from our psychic school that we had here in Atlanta, from Horizon Healing Center. And anyway, she, I went to Cheryl's funeral. Nevin and I went together, my husband and I. And we were late a bit to get to the, the service at the church. And we'd, we got there just as the family was walking in and everyone else was already seated. So we rushed to the seats in the church and the priest came up and he said, um, let's have a, you know, welcome everyone to Cheryl's um, service and uh, let's have a moment of silence for Cheryl. 
And during this, and you know, everyone's somber and people are weeping and, you know, everyone's sad. And, um, and just during that moment of silence, my phone goes off. My phone has a call. And I look down, it's an iPhone, and it says, it's from Cheryl. <laughs> and I almost burst out laughing. And so I turn my phone off, and then not seconds later, my husband's phone goes off, and it's from Cheryl. <laughs> and so uh, because we had gotten in late, we would forgotten to turn our phones off for the service. And I just knew that it was Cheryl. It was obviously a Cheryl from the human world that was calling us, our other friend Cheryl, a young woman that used to live with us. But it was Cheryl in spirit who made the phone go off and to remind us to not be sad during the service, to be happy, to be joyful. And and we were, Nevin and I were looking at each other, just practically grinning from ear to ear, almost laughing through the whole service, like, thanks, Cheryl, I know you're here. Okay, got it. You know, it's it's to celebrate your life, et cetera. And it was just, it was a perfect moment, you know, manipulating our phones to get a phone, two phone calls in right then. Really? So, yeah, I share that with you. So what else, do, do they, you know, we talked earlier about kind of the lessons or the, the messages that people want to, that, that have crossed over, want to share with the loved ones. But what kind of advice have you heard from them or what kind of advice do you think they have for us living that is more along the lines of like the quote that I started with about how we can accomplish those things in life or how we can be the best person we can be or what we're here for. Have you found any people who've crossed over to say, hey, you know, this is what you need to be doing in your life type thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was really funny that you shared the quote because as you're reading, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> this is, um, I actually visualize that I do have a mug um, from Neil Donald Walsh about, um, you know, your comfort zone. Um, and it's a black mug. And I, I uh, you know, start surpassing your comfort zone. And in the last week, um, I've really found myself that I needed to um, remember my legacy, remember what I was here to do, and to not forget the essence, essence of that. And this strange little book was sitting on my husband's nightstand, and I swear it's probably been there for six to ten months, but I only noticed it this week. And it was called <laughs> Resist- Resisting Happiness by a man named Matthew Kelly, uh, who I believe is kind of um, uh, writes uplifting books. And right there at the very beginning was um, dealing with resistance, you know what I mean, and dealing with uh, changing your habits and remembering service and kind of why you got into the role of service and what service uh, means um, to be. And he has a number of tasks in this particular book. And one of them was for me to go uh, into um, either an elderly old age pensioner's home or a um, um, hospice, early type hospice, and um, he suggests you go and visit some people there and just sit with them and be their companion because they're very lonely and they're praying to God for somebody to come and talk to them and you might be that person to come in and let them talk to you for about 10 minutes and you might live I mean, excuse me, you, you might leave totally fulfilled, etc. So I did that a few days ago, and I met a lovely lady, um, age 86, and I'm fascinated. I asked her one question that really floored me, was what do you remember most in over your 86, you know, years and this uh, life? And she remembers most um, before she was 13 when she used to play on her grandparents' farm and how she thoroughly enjoyed those years. And I said, wow, you remember all the way back to 13? I hadn't even thought about that. And I, and then she went on to tell me about um, living through the wars and stuff, and I was absolutely fascinated. So I had gained perspective um, from an older lady, and I had come feeling very gratified that I'd done service and in the end uh, you know of course I did a little bit of her reading for her to kind of uplift her 
in her, you know, days ahead and stuff like that. And I kind of snuck it in without her even knowing it so that she'd just uh, kind of feel better. But um, I felt absolutely gratified knowing that um, uh, we brought a piece of her mother, father, brother, um, uh, her cat and dog all crossed over and she didn't feel as lonely for one afternoon. Um, so she had peace with the days ahead and peace in her current life. So that there was an example of me jumping back into my life, remembering what I'm here about and the little push forward. So hope that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. And you're right. I've done hospice work myself, and it is very gratifying to just be there, mm-hmm. to just be there as a as someone to talk to and hold their hand if they wish, that type of thing. Um so you bring about this this essence of that there's peace in talking with the people who've crossed over or peace in talking about death and and life and the cycle of that. Talk a little bit more about that. How you know, most people don't think about death or crossing over as peaceful or the other side necessarily as peaceful, although Religion talks about that, and in various, you know, all religions. Um, but it's what does peace mean as far as spiritual, the spirit's work, or me, as a work as a medium? Well, right, absolutely. Um, I was very um, honored to experience something in the middle of July. I was actually in home in Ireland. And I was doing a reading in a small little room in my mum's house. And I hope, <coughs> excuse me, I hope I never forget it for, and it's definitely in my diary and I uh, hope I don't lose a diary as well. But So to cut a long story short, I do a meditation um, prior to every reading I do. And I think meditation is so valid in the way it gets you in a peaceful format. It gets you feeling um, very good. Um, you relax and you forget about all your woes or your money problems or your health problems. I've noticed many, many times when I'm in meditation or in readings, whatever health issues I have don't exist during that time. So I think there's something special going on in the energy. The second thing I want to bring up is that when I went into this meditation, um, I was facing a window looking outside, and it was an okay day. It wasn't beaming hot or just just a nice day. And during the meditation, I was just guiding myself to a nice place to see where I was going to go. I noticed um, the... All around me, there, I was feeling light, and I kind of got the feeling it was going on in the room, even though I was in meditation, um, like I was being um, surrounded by this yellow light. And then I started to hear this um, angelic-type chorus. Um, it's really hard for me to replicate it, but they were all doing... There was many, many voices all singing at the same kind of tone. Um, they There were no words, but they were... Um, which is like, oh, I'm not a great singer, but there was just, and I was just, um, I felt like I was swimming in it. It was all around me. Um, and then right after I started seeing this elderly lady, um, and I knew I was there with with her witnessing her very last moments. And she was in a bed alone. Um, but then I saw a man come to the end of the bed, and then I saw other people come after that, and I saw the whole room that she was in um, covered with this chorus um, voice, and, and I saw her lift up in the bed, and I saw her lift out her arms like there was only one direction she could go. She wasn't even thinking about turning back. It was a very, very peaceful um, transition, and she was very, very happy, and she most certainly didn't die alone, and I think what I brought it up at the very beginning of the reading, and the lady said that, yes, that was her aunt, and she is literally days away from crossing, and she was extremely worried about her dying alone and uh, nobody coming for her, and that's why I got to see that, and and then the angel showed it to me again, and I walked her through it, and I promised her that she was going to have a beautiful transition. Um, and it was, um, 
it was almost like her spirit or um, a kind of outer body within her body lifted up out of her very gently and it was being drawn to this energy at the end of the room uh, filled by this chorus voice. Now, I couldn't see who was doing the singing. I could just hear it all around me um, like it was very, very special. And um, when I saw the man who ended up being her dad at the end of the bed and a little girl who was ended up being her sister who had died a lot younger, I mean, I was just in awe and she was so happy and she could see again. This is the other critical thing. The poor lady um, had very, very limited sight, like there was very heavy cataracts or something on her eyes. All of a sudden, her sight was completely restored. That's the most fascinating part. And I could see her see everything. And I was standing like at the side of the room, like watching this experience. And actually, to be honest with you, I almost wanted to go with her, you know? Um, that's the kind of heavy drawing it was. And I thought, oh my gosh, if everybody's passing is like this, there is nothing to be afraid of. Um, God definitely exists. If I ever questioned my faith, it was completely enveloped by this. I almost wanted to run out and tell everybody. And when I came out of the meditation and into the reading, the chorus was still in the room like they had came to me, which I thought was a little unusual because I always felt that I kind of went to them. I went in a, to a higher vibration, but they were definitely in the room. Um, and it just resonated for what seemed like a good 30 minutes afterwards, this feeling that, that they were still here. And that only happened to me one other time when I did a... A meditation class um, called Tuesday Mornings with the Archangels in Florida and we came out of the last class with Archangel Michael or St. Michael and everybody in the room felt it, they felt the presence was still in the room that we had actually been with this mighty angel and that we were enveloped in this protective seal of goodness that we were kind of in awe, I, I don't know how to describe it, you know <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you. That's wow. You you bring. I'll I'll be very brief on my story, but you bring to mind for me a time when I ho- heard an angelic chorus. It sounds very similar than what you heard, and that was I took a friend of mine who was who also sees dead people, who was afraid of cemeteries. We, the two of us, went over across the street to the Oakland Cemetery, which is here in Atlanta. It was built in 1850. It has uh, a lot of Civil War soldiers there and a lot of prominent people, and um, it's a huge 100-acre cemetery that's very beautiful, actually. Lots of beautiful gardens, and people use it as a park. And I said, let's go over, bring some singing bowls, and honor the the dead and and make it a beautiful place and we went there and people were using it as a park and families were there with children and and so my friend was was comforted and and had a good experience and as we were ending up the afternoon there we came across a new grave which is really odd because it's an old cemetery there's you don't see new graves very much most of the plots are full and we decided to do our singing bowls and to honor the the newly buried person, and so we did. We did. Um, we just played our singing bowls and then sat in silence for a while, with our eyes closed. And this angelic chorus came on the wind, and it was loud. It was, you know. And I, I, we had our eyes closed, and I remember kind of squinting my eyes open to look around, like, okay, wait, is there a chorus here? Is someone playing a radio? Is you know what's going on and I couldn't see anything um in the in this beautiful park this space so I closed my eyes again and listened and it went on for a couple minutes and then and then it stopped and when it stopped I opened my eyes and I turned to my friend and I said did you just hear that and she said I was just going to ask you the same thing <laughs> so we both heard it and it was that beautiful confirmation of oh my gosh the angels are here and and they're really saying hello and supporting us and just giving us their gift of, of beauty and song and so yeah very powerful oh my goodness mm. 
So we're getting toward the end of the show, Yvonne, and I love having you on the show, on the Peace Brain Show. Um, what are kind of some final wrap-up that you want to share with our listeners tonight? Um, the, the best thing I could say to anybody out there is that um, always explore your spiritual side. Um, so many people are living and they're wondering why they feel certain things about certain places, certain locations, um, or they're having dreams and what did they mean. That's your intuition trying to kickstart or trying to tell you that we're, it's here to help you. Or if your dreams have gone to a whole new level, you could be a good medium or you could just need to take some classes. So I would always say to people, please explore um, what's going on with you spiritually um, and uh, learn meditation, take classes, and see where it's supposed to take you. Don't ever, as you said earlier, Gail, be afraid of it um, because I've never, ever been harmed and my life has just been totally fulfilled by it. Um, I'm very grateful to have two children that are very open to their experiences too and they consistently give me messages when I'm going to people that they don't realize um, about children that I'm about to meet that have crossed over. So they're very much the conduit as well. So I would definitely just be open to your spiritual side and read books. There are amazing books out there by Wayne Dyer, um, Matthew Kelly, I mentioned earlier, about resisting happiness, um, Doreen Virtue. There's a multitude of brilliant books that will really, really help you. And good luck, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Yvonne. It, it has been a pleasure to have you tonight on the Peace Brain Show. Um, Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experiences. You're very welcome. I actually feel great by just talking about it. Thank you. <laughs> and I have to say, please, please consider publishing some of your diaries for us, uh, even if I it's will. just a few. That would be lovely. It really would be. Um, so you Thanks. can find Thanks. it. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, you can find out more about Yvonne at YvonneO'Brien.com. That's Y-V-O-N-N-E-O-B-R-I-E-N.com. And she is here in Atlanta, and she has monthly gatherings uh, where she does readings of people who are just in the room, about 15 people, and goes around from one to the next saying what spirits that have come uh, to to talk with you and what their messages are. And, of course, for me, when I've sat in those readings, it has been a time where not only do I get what I, I need to hear from me, from the people who have crossed over that want to share messages for me, but everyone else's message usually has something for me in it as well, um, just because we're all in this life connected. <laughs> so... Uh, so I want to invite you now to take a breath. We're going to go into our Peace Brain Meditation. Ah, just bring yourself into the present moment, present time, right now. <laughs> and I invite you to close your eyes if you choose, or you don't have to. But think about your ancestors. Think about those who have crossed over in your life. And all of us have ancestors. All of us um, have people we are aware of who have who are now on the spiritual realm on the other side and you know i'll, I'll just say even if you didn't like them <laughs> or you thought they were mean or you didn't know them well put that aside for the moment and just say hello in your mind from your heart send a beautiful sense of love and appreciation and hello and know that that they had a, a wonderful life. They had this amazing human experience. Uh, think about them when they were here on the earth and whatever time period that might have been, whatever they might have accomplished, whatever wisdom they might have accrued during that time, and send them gratitude for being here because truly, if they are your ancestors, you're here as a part of them being on this earth. And now think about your life and what you've accomplished and who you are and your many, many things. You wear many hats, many different 
parts of yourself and skills and gifts. You've had an amazing journey, and each one of us is on our spiritual journey. So be open. I invite you to say hello again to the ancestors and to invite them to bring their wisdom forward for you, to allow them to come and show signs in your life of that they're there, that they're there to help you, to assist you in being your best self and accomplishing what you are here to accomplish. And that they can give you messages, they can give you guidance. So perhaps carve out of a few minutes a day, just again saying hello and being in gratitude, sending love to those who have come before us, for you. Uh, before each of us and ask for their wisdom because they are they do see not only from what where they stand uh, from their life's perspective but also they see into the present and the future and know different opportunities that are available for you different choices and can help give guidance along the way So be open to that beautiful guidance, those beautiful gifts from spirit. We are each supported not only from the ancestors, but from angels and masters and beautiful realms on high, the concourse on high. So know, as Yvonne has shared, it's, it's not about being afraid. It's about being joyful and being open and and uh, you heard me laugh several times. It's being an amusement because spirit can be very amusing sometimes <laughs> and giving us guidance in various ways that we may not have thought possible. So be open to that. I, I will share with you a moment that um, when my brother passed or before he passed, I asked him what symbol can he send to me that I know he's around and we settled on the five-pointed star because he's from Texas. <laughs> and the Texas star is, is the, um, the logo of the state or the, you know, the star on the flag of the state of Texas. And so now when I see a five-pointed star, I think of my brother. And indeed, he has come with messages that are, are akin, that come with the star. And, uh, and I know they're definitely from him. So you might assign or ask a, a relative who has already passed, or perhaps one who is about to, uh, what messages and what symbol you can get that they are with you. That's just a suggestion and a beautiful possibility. So take a breath. Be present. Be alive. <laughs> be open to the spirit that is all around you. I know there are many, many um, angels and, and people here with us on this call, <laughs> it feels like to me. And I, again, thank my guest, Yvonne O'Brien, for being here today. And you can find out more about her at YvonneO'Brien.com. And she's here in Atlanta and does monthly readings. Uh, the next one's coming up just in a couple of days, which is on August 23rd. Uh, and you can go to her website and find out more about that and about those in the future. And thank you for tuning into the Peace Brain Show today. I really appreciate it and being open to your spiritual side and your spiritual guidance that you have in your life. If you want to find out more about me, Dr. Gail Lash, you can go to my website, tourismforpeace.com, or you can email me at hello at peacebrain.org. So now please go forth and activate your Peace Brain and put, make your peace park, which is your sanctuary in the world, and put it on our World Peace Trails map. Many, many blessings. Namaste. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Peace Brain Show. You can find us at tourismforpeace.com. Be sure to check out Dr. Gale's Akashic Records readings, her peace master plans for your business or organization, and her book, Hashtag Opt for Peace, Nine Essential Steps to Achieving Peace, Power, and Prosperity.
Tune in to BBS Radio, Station One, every other Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific and 9 p.m. Eastern to the Peace Brain Show for your installment of wonder, inspiration, and practical peace.